0: Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday Sermon. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for an opportunity to share your Word and uh, your heart, uh, to the congregation here. I thank you, Lord, for the variety of worlds that we represent as individuals, the places in the marketplace that we represent and impact every day. I ask, Lord, that the thoughts that we have today would, would validate, in some, to some degree, uh, your heart for the um, you know, each individual that's contributing in the marketplace, real time, each and every day. Thank you for your favor being released over us as we hear your word. Help us not to just be a hearer of your word, but a doer as well, like your word actually says. So thank you for your favor. Ask for your help, Lord. Thank you for clarifying my thoughts so that they come out in an understandable manner. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk today about uh, um, my thoughts Some thoughts concerning kingdom, kingdom impact. I was uh, blessed this week to get a paycheck. Um, I like it when I get to the end of the week and actually get one. Um, My employers are amazing. Um, One of them is sitting here this morning. So, um, you know, I have to say that you're kind of responsible for this message. So if it doesn't go well, you know... (laughs) so uh a few years ago, I started working for Shed City, and uh I didn't really know Terry at all. I knew Cheryl from uh, church here, but didn't really um I was not pastoring um, you know when I met her, so it's not like I'm here every day to interact with everybody and like I would have done before and so um it came a point where i needed to transition in my work and um, somebody told me that they were hiring and so I went and had a conversation with them and, and voila, I had a job. So that was cool. And uh, so it's been three years now and um, we had a meeting the other night at their home and, uh, and they broke out this thought or this idea, um, and they're like, what do you think about us being a kingdom business? And I about fell on the floor, honestly. I was like, okay. I Well, I had a little bit of heads up uh, the day before, but I definitely did not see that coming. Um, not because they're not kingdom minded, but not everybody thinks in terms of your business being a kingdom business. Well, what God had told me seven years ago when I uh, left full-time ministry and what I'd been used to for 26 years um, was that he said, I'm, I'm asking you to go uh, transition from what you're used to into a uh, place where your focus will be more in the marketplace. And I'm like, okay. I had had some conversations along the way about... Um, you know, I, I I grew up just kind of learning and doing a whole bunch of different things. My dad was self-employed. We had nine kids in our family, and you're basically surviving, you know. And you learn to do whatever you have to do to eat, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, getting in firewood, just all of it. You know, it was just survival. You know, I remember we ran out of wood one winter and my dad said hey, don't worry about it my dad was kind of one of those guys hey, don't worry about it don't worry about anything sometimes but uh, um, it was like just go down in the woods there some green gray birch grows really uh burns really good when it's not dry I'm like, green gray birch I didn't even know what gray birch was white birch but uh, so down the woods we went and got some green gray birch and lo and behold it, it it worked. So anyway, you're just learning what you have to do to survive. And so um, we learned to do a lot of things. And I just said, God, you know, I actually like doing a lot of the stuff that I did, you know, growing up. And the different churches that we had were a lot of times they were uh, churches that were really in bad shape, uh, they needed to be resurrected, so to speak, or, or like this one, we just started it from nothing, and so um, there's no income, so you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do for work to uh, make the income part work until you get to a place where people are coming and giving, and you can go from there. Usually when I got to that point, God said, okay, you're done, give it to this guy and go on to the next one, so, so uh, I was like, mm, thanks. Thanks. But um, so I had all these things going on in my mind, and the Lord was like, okay, I'm calling you into the marketplace, and you're going to end up needing all the stuff that you've learned to do. It's not really been you. It's been me preparing you and equipping you for the assignment that I'm going to give you, and the time is now. And so I launched. We left the safety and comfort of North Carolina and a really nice position there, which I could have kind of coasted along for the rest of my, my life and probably been okay with. Uh, but God's not much into coasting, if you know what I mean. And uh, usually when we get in the coasting mode, he's going to do a pretty sizable radical shift. So maybe this is my fault. I don't know. So, <laughs> so here I end up in this meeting now with uh, Cheryl and Terry and they're talking about kingdom business. And to me, it's all about the marketplace. It's all about God wanting to take what he is in us to impact places that Pastor Quentin, Brian Carl, the minister, would never have been able to get to. I think about Kim. You know, Kim's a hairdresser. She does my hair. And... and. uh, And uh, you know, every day there's a steady stream of people coming through that salon. And so she has a unique opportunity to, to touch people's lives in an um, up close and personal, you know, just right there, cutting the hair, doing her thing. And she's really good at it. She's very kind and she's very gentle. I've fallen asleep while she's cutting my hair before. It's, it's so peaceful in there. Have I not? It's like, I wonder why these big gashes are. So you fell asleep, you idiot. So, so, um, you know, I drive by you guys' place, you know, on 17 there by, um, a little hub in Union. And, uh, what an amazing opportunity to have a business where so many people go by there and, and, uh, to have a kingdom perspective that you understand that your assignment isn't just to sell a car or do rust proofing or all the things that you've transitioned to after the bus world that you was in for so long, but but your, your opportunity to impact the marketplace is very real and very available and very vibrant. You know, Jeff works with us and is an electrician and uh, he does pretty much all of our electrical work. And, uh, And, uh, you know, different assignments, week in, week out, interacting with, you know, sometimes homeowners can be, uh, or people that are having a house built or expecting everything to be amazing and awesome, you know, they're uptight, and they're worried, and they're concerned, and they want things to come out a certain way, and they want him to do more than we've allowed him to, to do, and so there's this Dynamic tension a lot of times in the marketplace where you're trying to trying to do a good job trying to make things right but it 's got to be profitable as well and so it's a it's a challenge sometimes to keep that kingdom mindset to where you're you're understanding and aware that you're a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ in very real time um, in that interactive that you're doing with the community and so god 's heart for us is that we wouldn't uh, take what he's given to us and keep it to ourselves. He desires for us to release his goodness, his kindness, and his generosity into the world around us. That's his heart. There's a reason for the church being what it is, but it's not the end game. You know, as a pastor, this guy over here, his sole focus is and should be primarily what's happening inside these four walls its impact beyond for certain, but his role is to empower, to equip the body of Christ to make disciples so that those disciples can go out and impact the, the, the marketplace. And so if he gets a little overboard with everything, need, you know, all the, all the things that need to happen in your life are happening right here, it's because of his assignment. It's because of his role his role is to impact and empower people. So he needs a whole team of people to help empower and impact people, to help make disciples. So that there's, again, another interesting dynamic that the world of ministry takes place. But we have to keep in mind, as the body and then as ministers that we've got a it's like catch and release, catch and release. We're constantly bringing the body to a place where they're learning and growing and developing in the word, but that's not where it stops. It continues as we step out of these four walls. And how that happens is how that we interact with the community at large. I want to turn your attention to a scripture. It's 1 Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 15. It says, you have many workers... Stone cutters, masons, carpenters, and, skilled, uh, and men skilled in every kind of work, in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and craftsmen beyond number. Now begin the work, and may the Lord be with you. When I got my paycheck, fast forwarding a little bit, um, a Friday night, like a good husband, I gave it to my wife, <laughs> glory to God in the highest, uh, and uh, she did whatever wives do with checks, it's never to be seen again. <laughs> And uh, goes into the dark hole somewhere. And, and uh, so, but she, she uh, never really uh, makes a whole lot of commentary, but this time she said, hey, this is kind of interesting. And so she gives me this slip of paper. And this slip of paper has the scripture on it that I just read to you and circled at the end of it was, um, well, she she circled skilled in every kind of work. And she said, Brian, thank you for, being this for Shed City. Terry and Cheryl, we appreciate you. So after the conversation about, we want to be a kingdom business, right away, she releases the word over an employee, which is what I am in that environment. And as that word was released, it reminded me of the mission that God had sent me on seven years earlier and said, see, son, I have known all along what I was doing. It didn't look like what you might have had in your mind, you know, seven years ago for this last seven years. But at this moment, everything has aligned to where all that I have been preparing you for has come into place and now is being released in this particular spot. And so the idea that as a believer, we don't just go to work to get a paycheck and then we go on about the important stuff. I want you to understand that what you do each and every day outside of the four walls of this building is absolutely essential to the health, growth, development and our community and region becoming what God desires for it to become. The word says that we are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means we're a representative of him. Like we send an ambassador to different countries to represent the United States, we are a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Very clear. As a believer, I represent Jesus Christ. So everywhere I go, doesn't matter if I go to Vikings for lumber, I'm a representation or a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I can't act any way that I want to. And sometimes my flesh wants to. And it may not line up with what God wants me to. But because I have that check and because I have that Spirit of God, that Holy Spirit in me, He'll bring that check to say, no, 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 son, let that go. Let that go. You're my representative. And I don't act that way. Those thoughts are not my thoughts. Those ways are not my ways. Shush that guy. And you say and be what I've asked you to be. And so there's this interactive with the Holy Spirit so that we can be excellent in this community. We can be an excellent representative. We're going to mess that up. How many of you have messed that up? i got both hands, both feet, all my toes, and whatever. Because we're prone as humans to have failures in our life, but thankfully we have a God that sees beyond and helps us beyond those. And we actually can, sometimes the more powerful representation that we have within the marketplace is when we have to go to one of those people that we've not been um, truly kingdom minded to and say, you know, I really acted out of turn. Sometimes that's the more powerful statement than getting it right in the first place is simply going and making things right, amen? And so we are representing the kingdom of God um, everywhere we go. And so as a normal person, a person that goes and does whatever that we do in the marketplace, God already knew that your role was vital and valuable in his kingdom. In other words, Because you're not a minister, or maybe you're not the one that stands up and always gives the word, um, then you're kind of like, we sometimes in the church world feel like, well, we're like the second string. You know what I mean? We're just gonna, you know, one day if I, you know, be really amazing, I can be the minister or whatever. Well, don't aspire to that. If God's not called you to be that, you don't want that job, trust me. It's a special grace that gets released Uh, to empower people to fulfill that calling. End of story. That's up to God. It's not up to us. So don't aspire to be something that God hasn't called you to do. Otherwise, you will simply be worn out. It'll destroy you, and you'll be a miserable human being. If God's called you to be a plumber, be the best plumber that there ever existed. If he's called you to be an electrician, do it with excellence. If he's called you to be a nurse, if he's called you to be a hairdresser, if he's called you to own a business, whatever it is, if you're a carpenter, if you're a whatever, it doesn't matter what your role is in life. What matters is, is that you realize that God's gifted you to do that with excellence. And you are going to use that trade and you're going to use that gift to go and impact people's lives because they'll see you interact him with the joy that is set before you because of, the what, because of what Jesus has done in your life. You're going to release his goodness um, and his kindness and generosity into the earth. Pastor Quentin cannot go. Look, look, just look around us for a second. I, we can't even begin. We could just go for hours probably saying, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And where do you go every week? And the, the places would be the people that are interacted just by this group of people in the second service would be multiples of people that we couldn't even begin to imagine how many that is that we interact with during a given week cycle. So he can't get to all those people. His role is not to get to all those people. His role is to empower you to to release the word into your life, our lives, so that when we go, we're in a good frame of mind. Our spirit is in the right place. Our heart is in the right place. We've got a clear directive of what we're supposed to be conveying to the, 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 the regions beyond. And as that clarity is there, we're not going out and making a mess of things all the time. We're going out and speaking what God's heart is to a lost generation of people. So the people that you meet at Viking that aren't believers, um, because there's some there, um, they need the representation. So that trip to Vikings shouldn't be a, it's a lumber company, by the way, um, it shouldn't be an annoying uh, part of your day Oh, I forgot my nails. I got to go to Viking. Oh, Lord, thank you for using this moment that I have. I know it's it's got to, you know, I got to keep moving here. I got more to do than buy nails, but I got to pound nails eventually. And, uh, but Lord, let this interactive with me at Viking not be a, a frustrating time, but let it be an impactful time where they sense your heart. This, this, this people that I'm going to, this group of people that I'm going to, let them sense the presence of God in my life so that they know that there's something different about this person. That they're just not gonna have to interact with another crabby person that's mad because lumber prices have gone three times what they used to be four months ago or whatever. All right, so I got three points today. God has prepared and equipped you for this moment. Kind of already covered that. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped unto every good work. I want you to understand that when you gave your life to Jesus, he equipped you. He put his spirit in you. He released his spirit into you, and he's given you the anointing to be able to do what he's asked you to do. He's not going to ask you to do something that he's not equipped you to do. And so if you're prompted to do something, if there's this voice in your heart or in your mind saying, hey, would you... Would you speak to this person? Or would you go here? Or would you make yourself available to this? Would you uh, you know, give 20 bucks for a for a compassion uh, child? Um, and and you, I believe you're gonna be directed to the one that really needs that interactive, or whatever, how that works. God's leading and directing. He simply needs a vessel that would say yes. And so as we say yes, um, the word of God is gonna be released um, into that environment, to that person, and impact is gonna take place. So he's thoroughly equipped and furnished you to every good work. He's saved you, he's called you by name, and in that moment where you are, no matter how educated you feel you are in Bible stuff, God has empowered you with goodness to be able to release that kindness and that generosity to the people around you. You don't have to be a theologian to be a Christian. You'll get there. You'll learn stuff. You'll figure stuff out. He'll teach you stuff. You'll go to equip. You'll you'll do all the you know all the stuff. Not equip. That was coming in love. Wasn't <laughs> cultivate uh, a few generations past there. Um, you'll go to the classes and you'll learn and but don't get all big headed about being a theologian if you ever get to that point because that's not what it's about. It's about listening to my heart and releasing what I ask you to release being a genuine, generous person that has been impacted by the power of God with the Spirit of God residing on the inside of you. When God touches somebody in their spirit, that's when things change. You can intellectually wrestle with people for hours and hours and hours, and a lot of times nothing gets done. But one encounter with a living Christ, one encounter with the Holy Spirit where he speaks, um, they can ignore me. They do a lot of times. <laughs> just like, eh, whatever. But if the Holy Spirit is directing that moment, boy, they have a hard time. There's, it's almost unnerving what God does when His, when His Spirit is released in a, in a moment. And the work that's done is not to harm them, it's just the impact is undeniable. So as we're vessels of honor, fit for the master's use, being released as an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, the impact that when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, releasing the Spirit of God to the people that we're assigned to and released to, or we encounter along our way, the impact is going to be exponential, or is exponential, Sometimes we just be ha- we have to maintain an awareness that that's what our role in assignment is. The most important role of the church is to, imp- or one of the most important roles, of, <laughs> not assigning the most important role of the church. Uh, it's probably not my job. Uh, but, but one of the most, you know, I actually changed that on my notes. I was like, that's kind of arrogant sounding, like you know. <laughs> the most important role. All right, so I digress. One of the most important roles of the church is to empower us as people for influence or to impact in our field. It's like this. It's like we're going through the church, but we're not staying in the church and this, the church is the end game. It's like we're passing through the church we encounter God in a very powerful and real way. We absorb the word into our life. That's why it's so important that we pay attention. That's so, why it's so important to to uh, engage with what God is saying, to, to know what the scriptures are for that particular day and make something personal, some personal relevance to us for that day. God, what are you speaking to me today? Because we're going through the church and we're collecting, you know, what we need to collect, we're being empowered in whatever way that we need to be empowered so that when we leave this place, we're leaving into the marketplace with an assignment. Don't fall into the trap that you're just going to work to get a paycheck. That's important. Everybody wants one. We need to pay the bills and do what we do. But that's not the only reason that you're going to work tomorrow. All right. Point number two. God is in the process of making something beautiful out of your life. Don't keep it from everybody. So sometimes insecurity is like one of the worst. It's very destructive. It's a lie of the enemy, actually. It's basically saying, God didn't make something beautiful out of me. I'm I'm something else. Well, no, he's making something beautiful out of you. He's making something amazing out of you. He is, He's created you. He's called you by name. He's he set you apart for, for kingdom purpose. You were once dead in trespasses and sin, says in Ephesians. But then it says, but God, who is rich in mercy and loves us unconditionally and beyond comprehending, and now I'm making it all up myself because I don't remember what the scripture actually says. But it's something like that. And he says, guess what? I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And I'm going to do something amazing in your life. So don't believe the lie that you're insignificant. Don't believe the lie that says that you're, you're not beautiful. And I'm not just talking about physical. You are beautiful. You're also amazing and beautiful. But God's made something beautiful out of who you're becoming. Beautiful to release to a generation your neighbors, the people that you work with, the people that are just frustrated with their life because they have no concept of who God is, or maybe they've been wrestling against God for for years and years and years. Maybe they have no reference for who God is. There's people that grow up their whole life just being being convinced that God is just not even an entity to be reckoned with. And so you're the counterculture to that concept. And you go as a living, breathing representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And please don't go with arrogance. Please don't go as I know everything and and I, you know you're you're a lowly worm because you're not a Christian or whatever. Please go with the heart of Jesus. You never saw that from Him, right? You see His compassion. It's like you're speaking about. It, it breaks you up when you see that. That's Jesus' heart in you, you know. Typically. You know, without the heart of Jesus, we can tend to be like, i got to take care of my own self. I'm going to be worried about some kid in Africa. I'll never see him. You know, that's the human nature side of things. But because God touches our life, people in Africa, that we never would have encountered otherwise, they matter. They matter because they matter to Jesus. So along that line, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 talks about that we are his workmanship. And I don't have time to really go there and, and, and elaborate on it. But if you look up that word workmanship, it's all about we are um, something that God creates. It's like an artist. God is like an artist when he created you, an, an, an artisan. And he made you something amazing. When you when you look at, uh, I don't even care if you look at art that your five-year-old you know, made. You, you look at a picture that your five-year-old made and it's amazing to you, isn't it? You work with the kids all the time. You know they draw these pictures. You can't even tell what it is. And it's like, Johnny, that is so cool. You know, so whatever. And uh, you know, because we have a heart for people, love people. And God, when He sees us, He's so amazed by by us desiring for Him to work through us. And so as we're creating, well, that's God's work in us. He created us. He was amazed by His own creation. Kind of hard to believe, but God's amazed by you. He's amazed by you. He's like, look at her go. Look at that hair she's cutting. Man, that guy looked bad when he came in. And look what she did, like a transformation over a few minutes, you know. Um, it, God gave her that gift. That's God's gifts working through. You know, look at them responding to to my heart for, look at them sharing the, the things that they've learned this weekend to, to the people. Let them and so it's all this interactive with us and God and God created that beauty in you to release to a generation don't don't devalue because of your perspective of yourself that's probably out of alignment with God's heart at times don't devalue your contribution and what you have to say and what you have to release because you see yourself the way that God doesn't see you, okay? Don't project on people that you're around something that's not true. Walk in the confidence of who God has created you to be. It's not being false. It's being true to who God has created you to be. You say, well, I've had a hard life. Okay, all right, great. You have a testimony that other people might not have. Well, I went to jail. So what? You survived it. You're here. I haven't had that experience, but I've been around a lot of people that have. I've got two tenants that that uh, live on our property that were amazing people. They're doing great things. One's got a tile business now. It's a, it's amazing. You know, God used us to give them a spot so they can get on, back on their feet. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake in your life and going through a hard time. Just don't stay there. Understand that God's got another plan. You know, I could have I could have stopped at the the last uh, work that I had. I was like, gosh, this didn't turn into much of a marketplace thing, and I could have just hung up my hat and said, never mind. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let Leah go get a job, and and uh, and uh, I'm gonna go putter out in the garage. No, he, he wasn't done. He wasn't done. He's like, okay, just just catch your breath. I got something, I'm working on you. All the stuff that you learned at this place where it didn't seem like worked out, guess what, I taught you stuff there that, that you'll realize what I taught you when it's, you know, you're right in the middle of all that chaos right now in your mind. But guess what, when it, all the dust settles and I have this sit down meeting and all of a sudden God said, now, now this is where I've been trying to get you and all of it makes sense. That doesn't mean that seven years of, of crazy didn't happen. You know, it doesn't mean that seven years where I feel like, oh, I've just pure missed God. I should be, you know, I should go find another church to pastor um, because this one's taken now. (laughs) 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 All right, Third, third point. God has built wisdom, knowledge, and experience in you to equip and release to the generation around you. John Quincy Adams made this statement a long time ago. Um, He's one of the early presidents of the United States. He said, I must study politics and war that our sons may have liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. Our sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy and geography and natural history and naval architecture and navigation, commerce and agriculture in order to give their children a right to study painting Poetry, music, architecture, statu- statuary, tapestry, and porcelain. What does that all mean? In context of this sermon, the story that I talk- told you about, with, they were talking about the carpenters and the masons and all of that, was all about God wanting to release the building of the temple to take place. David wanted to build the temple in the worst way, but because he had fought all of the wars, the blood was on his hands. He'd done what God had told him to do, but he was not in a place where God was going to release him to build the sanctuary. And so he told David, he said, you're not going to build the sanctuary. I know you really want to, but I'm going to release that job to your son and your son's going to build the temple. And he could have gotten really frustrated with that. God, I've spent my whole life, you know, bringing freedom to a nation. And I really, I really should, you know, I really should be the one. He never even hesitated. The prophet told him what God's desire was. He responded to that word by going to his son and saying, God is not going to release me to build the tabernacle, but he's going to release you. He's going to empower you to do this assignment now this is what I've done to prepare. And he's listed out a whole thing of, of all the materials that he had gathered and all the workmen. That's what this scripture is about. The, all the workmen, the carpenters, the goldsmiths, the silversmiths, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that his son could be the one to build the temple. What does that mean to us right now? Well, as we release you today, that means that we're responsible for the success of generations that are coming behind us. In other words, there was a time when we worked together in an environment, um, and I was the pastor of this church. It's very special to us, very meaningful. But oftentimes, what happens is pastors try to stay too long, and they stay past when their assignment is over, or that assignment is over for them and the church kind of goes into a remission or a, a decline. And there comes a time when it's God's will for that church to be passed on. It needs to be passed on so it can gain another realm of 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 growth and development, and, and it can go in the direction that God wants it to go in. That's what's happening with, with Pastor Quentin and Jen. They're the next generation of leaders, um, and they're being released eventually, down the road, God will say, okay, your assignment is done and it will be released into another generation and another generation and another generation. And I hope that before God, that we can continue to do that in a healthy and a productive fashion so that the body can keep being prepared and equipped to go into the marketplace. Okay. So it's not all about us. It's about God releasing us to do what he's asked us to do and impact the way he's asked us to impact in the moment that he's desiring it to be done. And so David understood, okay, it's not my assignment, but I'm gonna make it absolutely, I'm gonna do everything that I'm allowed to do to make sure that this next generation is successful. He gathered together stone and and gold and all of it, 4,000 tons of gold. You realize how much that is? That is a lot of gold. I looked it up, how much that would be at $1,750 an ounce. And it was like some kind of billion amount, like a crazy amount of money back then that he had established for the building of the temple. But he was not going to be the one to utilize that. He had to give it to another generation. So let's let the next generation stand on our shoulders and let our ceiling be their floor. Amen. So that they can send their generation um, into a greater place as well. So Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time that we've been able to share together. I just want to release this body today to be powerful with the Spirit of God residing on the inside of them so they can be kingdom people, aware of your kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven, and being able to release the God that has impacted and changed their life in a very real way in everyday circumstances that we're not waiting for this this you know uh, crazy amazing life changing experience you know and we have one of those every year but every day can be an impactful uh, opportunity to change the lives of the people around us so thank you father for your grace being on us to do it an understanding to follow your heart and your voice and we ask this in Jesus name amen